You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. We always hear about the best athletes studying themselves, watching game tape, and honing in on the details that would lead to a better performance. But what would happen if we approached life in this way? Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs> All aggressive. <laughs> Man, I was eight the microphone. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I leaned forward, I was eight the microphone. So I was like, about to say, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Dr. Umar. I love Dr. Umar. He's mad funny. Um, hello, welcome to Carly's Couch. This is Lextopia. And Cece Fierce slash Carly Carpio. And we are excited for today's episode, for this week ahead of us. Um, definitely want to clear something up real quick as we get started, because my dad apparently sent our last podcast to everybody he know, and he kept calling me, telling me what everybody else was saying, like, okay, dad, thanks. <laughs> Either thanks to me or what they were saying about him. But according to him, and from what I've been seeing from YouTube as well, everybody wants to know what he got for Father's Day. <laughs> I guess we talked about that at the beginning. Everybody's like, well, everyone wants to know what this live creature was. I, th- I guess they think you got me a puppy or something. That's what my dad kept saying. And so I'm going to let y'all know that it was some flowers <laughs> that I was wanting him to open. Because, like, why would you let the box of flowers sit there for days and not open them? And that was the first thing that we had sent. So we sent him flowers for Father's Day and also, um, like, a lawn chair because mom said he'd been outside more, like reading and chilling, and also uh, a fire pit, which I think he just put together like weeks later. But uh, to uh, his credit, he did send us a picture, and it had like 5,000 pieces, and I was like, dang, I didn't know it was going to be that extra. Um, but he did put it together, so he has this little outdoor setup, um, had his flowers and everything, so Aww. that's what it was. <laughs> that was a lie. It was just flowers. <laughs> they thought it was a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> that thing so my dad die. kept saying, like, oh, people thought it was a puppy or something. They keep asking, what you got me? Look, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at the views for the YouTube, and he must have sent that to everybody yeah, he knew. Because that thing that is to popping. the full church group. <laughs> I was like, please just stick to this one episode. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> please. Please don't be listening today. This is your uh, sign to turn off. Yeah, go ahead and. Click that off. Run back Ambrose's episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you want some inspiration, run, run it back. Run it back. <laughs> run, run back the Father's oh, Day Oh, you can episode. also listen to um, Mr. and Mrs. Williams, Sanford and um, Anastasia's episode, yeah, too. Yeah, this was good, there too. There you go. Yeah, something mature. <laughs> um, but today, this is not crazy following up. Um, make sure we don't, don't fall off the deep end too wild. Um, but today, um, I was thinking about... Well, I wasn't thinking about... I flipped to a random page in Mamba Mentality... And it was on the page where Kobe Bryant was guarding Michael Jordan. And he was talking about how uh, he looked at the photo and how Michael Jordan was perfectly balanced from the waist up and like how he had all the power basically in that circumstance and how Kobe was leaned too forward, um, how either way that Michael had gone, he would have been out of luck. And so he talked about how he was watching um, the tape and looking at the photos and like he never... Well, I don't know if he never did that again, but like he was aware of that and he made sure not to do that to always make sure he focused on his balance. And so that made me think um, about how in life, um, you know, athletes have very kind of strict training and things that they go through to, to better their skills and to develop their skills. But how could that translate into us with life? 
um, on a, you know, air quote, normal life and day to day life in, you know, how can we use some of those skills to develop ourselves and get better? Um, so that's where the idea for today came from. And it's so funny because I had no idea, but anytime we talk about great athletes and a good mindset, it's always Kobe. Mm -hmm. It's always Kobe. It's always Jordan. It's always, you know, these greats um, because of their dedication to their craft and just who they are as a person. Like, I really feel like the Mamba mentality was how Kobe lived life. It wasn't just on the court. It basically shaped his entire being. And I'm like a huge, huge Mamba fan. So. <laughs> yeah. So you said uh, dedicated as one thing. What mm -hmm. would you say are some of the other things that make a great athlete? Like what, what does it come down to? Um, <clears throat> to summarize, I would, I would say heart. And that means just like putting your all into something and letting that lead the way. It's like, you have to be willing to sacrifice to get towards whatever it is that you want. Like I remember, um, perfect example, Kobe was saying when he first got back to the States from Italy, that he sucked. Like he was at this mm -hmm. basketball camp and he was like, big trash and the people were hooping on him and he was embarrassed and he was like man from that day on I just started working he was like I knew that by the next time we came back to camp like I was gonna be the best person there and so I feel like it's really that heart that drive that burning desire to achieve something and to be willing to structure your life and do whatever it takes mentally physically emotionally in order to get yourself there Mm -hmm. I think that's great and you also said what I would say which is the practical part of the actual action um, because I think to have heart isn't necessarily enough. Like everybody mm -mm. Um, can have heart and may not have the skills or you may just not be that good. Um, but I think that when I really thought about who I might consider great, um, like kind of in general, but then mostly to athletes, um, I would say action because you have to do a lot of practice and you have to um, be willing to always be like studying yourself and studying the game and becoming a student of the game. So um, but those things definitely go hand in hand because you, there are some athletes now who people will talk about like, oh, they don't really have as much work ethic. Um, granted they're so like maybe a pro player, but they may still be like a difference between them and the others. And even like you said with Kobe, um, throughout, um, most of the documentaries or interviews you'll see of other people talking about him, they always mention that they feel like once they met him and saw his work ethic, they felt like they weren't doing anything. <laughs> Or, like, they couldn't believe his work ethic. And they're also, you know, in the same league. So that does say a lot about the action, the action, the action um, that he always took. And I love it. There's a quote, something to the lines of, like, um, like, like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. It's like you can – I've known a lot of – and I'm a huge athlete. Like, love playing sports, have coached sports, been a part of it my whole life. Like, love them. And I've known so many good athletes who just weren't willing to put in the work to be the best, and so they weren't, even though they were naturally blessed with more talent than 99% mm -hmm. of the people on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I think there's um, a lot of folks who are good, and then they may just never have the resources. Um this isn't an athlete quote, but I, I saw this somewhere, I want to say yesterday maybe, um, probably like on Twitter actually now that I think about it, um, where the guy said something about I'm not so um, enthralled by like Albert Einstein's brains, but the brains of um, some of the black and brown people who like have never had like been seen or had a chance mm -hmm. to show like that they were a genius or whatever. Um, hopefully that made sense. I know that's not exactly what it said, but... Um, essentially there's so many hidden gems also. And so um, I feel a lot of the times the stories that we hear about greats always have some kind of, maybe not necessarily like rags to riches story, but like some kind of story of perseverance and they went through it. And 
And so, you know, it's not a lot of people who just, oh, out of nowhere, they're just amazing and great without having both the talent and the drive um, and the resources. What are some other things that can make somebody great in that way? Man, having great, um, and this, I think, falls under resources, but having great coaches and mentors Mm -hmm. and teachers who, like, pour into you. Because being a great athlete is so much more than just being able to physically show up somewhere. It's someone who can help you build confidence, someone who can help you, you know, solidify your work ethic and kind of understand, like, why you're struggling with things. So having, like, a great coach, a great mentor, like somebody you can look up to in a space is an invaluable resource. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I think um, having a competitive nature can be an edge up against um, others when you're, like, working to be great. Like, you have to care about being better, um, even if it's not about the next person, about yourself. Um, But you have to be competitive. You have to want to win. You have to um, want to see improvement um, in order to probably even, like, enjoy the game, I would think. Um, You've been an athlete before, and you just kind of mentioned that. Is there any other things you can think of that – kind of help uh, an athlete develop, like, that greatness? Um, Consistency. Like, that's really Mm -hmm. it. Like, you got to show – you just have to keep showing up, and you have to be okay with getting embarrassed and and losing and, like, just getting – the crap beat out of you essentially at practice like when you're outside running in the heat if that's what you're doing or you know basketball whatever it is like there's always going to be people around and you have to keep like pushing yourself you can't really rest on your laurels just because you win a race or you win in one game it's like Mm -hmm. that consistency to just keep showing up um even when you are having a bad day or down because inevitably like that's what separates in my mind the good athletes from like the great athletes is the mindset Mm -hmm. is because inevitably something's going to happen and you're going to have to figure out a way to push through and I think that that's a skill that a lot of people can work on in life and in the game. Yeah, I mean, in that, like, so many of the other things we said, I think could be mirrored into real life. So you said consistency. We talked about being competitive, a student of the game, having good mentors and coaches, um, being able to have these resources poured into you, uh, practice, etc. So do you feel like that this is a healthy or good way that you could also look at life? In, through the lens of, like, these things that make an athlete great? I think so. Um, as with anything, like, if you take it too far, of course, it could be nonsensical. But, like, I think that me being an athlete really kind of shaped my mindset, and I, mm-hmm. I've used that in every other area of my life. That's a good point. I often hear athletes talk about how that's something that's able to shape the rest of their lives or gives them kind of some structure. Uh, same with, like, military folks, like, Sometimes they talk about how those things gave them a good foundation, which I guess I could see that because also with um, with athletes, it's even just the time and being on time. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but maybe something to do with being a good teammate could potentially be a part of like the greatness, um, which means like you really have to do your part. Um, but I'm getting a little off uh, topic because what I wanted to say from that then is my next thought really, though, was like, is that too structured to think about life? Right. Like sometimes. Um, We recently talked about living a soft life. um, And sometimes it's like, well, do we have to be like waking up every morning like, okay, like game time and practicing and let me make sure I do my breathing and let me make sure I journal and let me start my day and then my routine and then I'm going to be perfect, answer my emails and like really going that hard. I feel like I feel like that's almost a little like a setup to look at every day that way, like every day you're in the game. Yes, and um, 
like I said, I think it can be taken too far. And, and that's like, I definitely have had to take a step back from looking at, you know, the softer parts of life and like the self-love mm-hmm. journey and the, the self-care stuff as like so regimented because then it becomes a task and it kind mm-hmm. of gets away from the point and the purpose of it. And healing is not, a, is not a journey you can look at like an athlete at all. I just, there's no way. Um, and so I've really had to like separate my mind when it comes to those things because it does get too regimented. It does get too structured and you're always looking kind of for an outcome as opposed mm-hmm. to just showing up. It's not like the, there's not something you can win in your healing or self-love journey. Like, man, 85 therapy sessions, mm-hmm. baby. Okay, that's cool. But if you're trying to like everything stacked, yeah, or yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to like figure out a way to like learn a thing and be done with it so you can mm-hmm. go on to the next thing like that shot me in the foot many a times yeah. in trying to heal yeah that's that's kind of what I was getting at, is that it seems very outlook driven although I'm sure uh, I wonder how athletes deal with it because of course like you you referred to this earlier like you're not always gonna win every game you're not always gonna have a, a great practice every time whatever and so it does help you to understand how to deal with loss failures etc as well but um I feel like when you're so outcome driven and I feel like when we are uh, for lack of another way to describe it at the moment, when we're like too hard on ourselves about like trying to have a routine or like I have to wake up at a certain time or whatever you're trying to improve or be better at. um, I don't know. That kind of could take the joy out of it because it's like you're always just measuring yourself, measuring yourself and trying to do this. And um, but of course, at the same time, um, I do see some benefits from thinking about you know, how the greats like LeBron and Kobe and whoever else, um, how they approach at their their sport and their livelihoods and how that could be beneficial for us too. So I feel like there's some lessons we can get out of that. One is I would say thinking about if there is like a particular thing that you want to get better at. Um, and I'm not just talking about like waking up earlier and things like that, but for example, uh, interrupting people when they're speaking. Um, I feel like you could look at something that you do often or something that you want to improve on that you're kind of aware of and now look at it like, okay, what can I do? Or like, how can I watch myself pay attention and like be reviewing, you know, what you're doing is like Mm -hmm. almost a practice and, and so forth, so forth. Um, what other, what other ways is it kind of good or maybe healthy to apply? I like the idea of applying the same strategies to different things in our life. So let's just say you're like, man, I'm, I don't know where to start. I just want to learn how to love myself better. Well, um, you know, I'm look, start with the most broadest thing. Look, well, because like, you know, some people might have very broad things. And so just starting from something there, like you could really go in and do research and then start, you know, trial and error. Like every day I'm going to try a different thing to learn to love mm-hmm. myself and see how it feels. And you're mm-hmm. kind of noticing what the practice looks like. You're kind of noticing like kind of like science experiments too. Like that didn't work. This worked. I felt great after this and just kind of, you know, trying mm-hmm. that. But like I, I could say like making a practice plan essentially to do it five times a week mm-hmm. or to do something like that. And that could be a way to help you build momentum. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I, I, the point of what you're saying probably isn't the actual example that you chose about loving yourself, but I would definitely think that the more kind of specific you can even get, like for example, um, maybe that means like fixing your bed in the morning, or maybe that means um, you're going to go on a walk around the building every day, or just like at least try to get outside a little bit or something like that. I think Part of making a game plan is knowing, like, specifically what you need to fix. So, like, the story we said at the beginning with Kobe looking at himself and and Michael Jordan, um, I think the fact that it's like, oh, man, I'm doing this thing. How can I not do that? 
Um, and so to me, I feel like you can create like a game plan and you can, um, if you have a goal, be able to look at yourself, catch what you're doing and then think about how you can get that together. Um, so is there anything that you're specifically kind of working on or, um, want to get better at that's maybe kind of more specific that you don't have to talk about the thing as much as like, is there a thing where you feel like you could see how you could like really like, okay, let me watch the game tape and like, what is it that I do in this situation every time? And, and, you know, try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I have a, like a physical example and then like a more, more mental, emotional type of example. So, um, I really want to like, and something I've been working, working towards is not being as hard on myself for being human. And what I mean is like, whenever I fall back into my reactive aware, my, my like less aware reactions to a situation, like somebody will say something and I automatically like come from a place of like non-responsive or, um, non, non aware reaction. Like I might snap back at somebody or say something like that, or, you know, automatically assume that they did that to hurt my feelings and take something personal. So instead of beating myself up in those situations, so watching the game tape, I see this happen. Um, practicing different types of self-soothing, um, different types of affirmations and things every time I notice that and to see what kind of work to works to bring me back to the present moment to respond how I want to. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, a more um, ethereal type example. I'm using my hands a lot if you're watching the video. Um, but a more physical one is I want to get back in my physical shape. My fastest mile time I've ever ran is 613 for a mile. I was rolling, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that was also 10 years ago. I was <coughs> I was 23. That is fast. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, I was 23 at the time. Now I'm, your girl is 33, and it's a little mm-hmm. bit different body over here. Um, and that's cool. So how I'm working on that is I'm just being more consistent. So before I start timing my miles, I was like, man, I want to first just be able to show up, you know, five times a week and run. And that's just a mile. And then now that I've, like, done that, I'm like, okay, cool. Now – Three times a week, I'm running three miles to get my endurance up because that's really how you get faster, too. And so I'm like looking at myself in this plan. But something I've added in my training that I wouldn't have thought of to add 10 years ago um, or even when I was an an actual athlete, like for sports, um, is to like be kind to myself and celebrating myself, like adding little celebratory moments and things like that whenever I reach milestones or notice consistency. Mm hmm. Um, I like that. And I think that that's, those are both really good examples. Um, and they kind of show that this method of a, uh, making a game plan, B practicing that behavior and three consistently being aware and going through this cycle of like practicing, reviewing your actions and repeating it, um, may be like that same similar, um, method of like watching your game tape after every practice or after every game and then really like applying those changes um, so that you may still make them from time to time and it may still come instinctually um, or whatever but because you're more aware of it because you're actually kind of practicing it because um, you're kind of better suited to like pivot in the t- in the moment um, you may be able to see yourself actually be able to get out of certain situations or reactions or to improve uh, physically in that way as well. So I do feel like that's helpful. Um, are there any examples you have in your life where you, like, you've literally gone through that cycle um, and gotten better? 
Yes, uh, in relationships and actually talking with people. Because I'm one of those people who I will, like, go through a whole conversation again in my head. So it's essentially me watching it. And instead mm-hmm. of me, like, man, I should have said this thing. It's like, okay, well, this would have been a better, more thoughtful response mm-hmm. than, like, me coming at somebody like that. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, next time. And so I've literally, like, bit my tongue and been like, nope, we're not going to revert to that. And, you know, reply more thoughtfully. And this is helping my mom. It's not just romantic relationships, although it helps there too. But with my mom, with my friends, um, even with myself and also practicing, like, even with boundaries, like when I'm enforcing them or, you know, pushing back if I feel somebody pushing up against them, like practicing that has helped me a lot. Um, What about you? Have you ever used Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, Yeah, with technically with sports or – with any like activity that you're trying to learn, like playing an instrument, um, learning a new sport, things of that nature, a lot of times uh, you record yourself, or even just being at the gym in general, like um, when the trainer would actually record it sometimes, and you actually see like, oh man, I thought I was doing this, but like it looked mad weak, or you know, it doesn't look as sturdy as you thought, or your feet aren't right, mm-hmm. and a lot of times in the moment, and just like with life, what we're talking about, you can't tell that it's off until you're like looking at it from outside um and so what you do realize is like okay um I'm I'm doing this let me let me try to be more effective like I do this every time with uh tennis like he'll kind of tell me something to do and then I can literally like all right I'll actually let me switch this open to be more open or change my uh stance or whatever and you just have to keep practicing that way and you kind of get into a different loop so I think that there's a lot of ways that you can see that that works. And then same with people um, with and like my same example of like cutting people off and just trying to have more conscious effort of just being more quiet, um, different things like that. And then I think it is a good feeling when you can notice that you caught yourself or when you are catching yourself or when you realize that you haven't done a thing or you did it a different way. Um, and I like that because you get to see different circumstances that come from something instead of being in like the same loops of, um, you know, getting the same type of response from other people. No, I think that's a great example. And I want to second something that you said about recording yourself when you're working out. Cause I know a lot of people, um, can be looked at judgmentally for recording, but as someone who's been recording their workouts just to like get better, um, and also to post them for other people to do for a really long time, it helps mm-hmm. so much it helps so much with you understanding where your body is in space and just growing as a person and an athlete. So I challenge you to, you know, do that if you're on your body journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is good. And I, and so similarly with your life, like thinking about the different things, I wonder, um, you know, if it's like, okay, how can I get game tape of different situations or different things? Um, so think about what that thing or a couple of things might be that you can maybe try to apply this method to. Um, and then when you are like in these situations um, or after the fact, um, there's actually, I started looking up for this part of the episode to see like, okay, is there actually a science to, um, you know, athletes watching film and tape and all of that. Um, and there's a little bit of stuff where they say like, there's certain things that you're supposed to look for, um, which then kind of brought out other ideas for me. Um, so what are like some of the things that you should kind of look for if you're an athlete, like watching your tape? Um, you can look at, if it's like team sports, you can look at plays and just seeing 
how different plays work, like how you're working in this system of everything, like with your teammates and everything around you. And in a way, um, you could also flip that if you're like not on team sports to look at like how you're working with the people that you work with. Like, what does your management team look like? How are you flowing Mm -hmm. in that? Like, how are you all's plays and plans of attack for projects or for presentations or things actually going? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Also, another thing is looking at where and how the offense is beating your defense. Um, so how external and environmental um, kind of things may be playing a part as well. Because also when you think about it, like athletes, um, you know, you have to practice in all different circumstances. It might be different weather, obviously different people you're against, teams, um, et cetera. So there's lots of different other factors outside of just you. It's not just about, oh, if I come in here and I just practice, you know, I'm, everything's going to be perfect. You still have to maneuver What's going on around you? <laughs> One of my coaches, if it ain't raining, we ain't training. We would be out there in the freaking rain, too. Good God, Mr. Adams. He was awesome. Um, Another one when thinking about that is the connections between positions, like noticing, you know, what it's like when – the people, uh, the line is blocking for the quarterback and he drops back into the pocket, whether the wide receiver is doing, thinking about it with track, like, or when you're handing something off, like, how was that handoff? Was it smooth? Did you fumble it? Did they fumble it? Like, what could be improved between your everyday interactions? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, looking at the things that you're doing right, I think looking at um, what leads to offensive successes, what leads to you um, reaching the goal, getting that reaction that you actually um, wanted or that was healthy, Um, All of those things. So paying attention to like, oh, maybe, you know, if I'm not yelling and screaming, this will happen this way. Um, But again, all of this, especially when it comes to people and relationships and stuff, may not necessarily be um, objective driven like that. But I think that it is important to pay attention to like what you are doing when you're getting the results that you like from uh, the circumstances you're looking at. And I think a huge piece is being willing to be a student and being willing to like get stuff wrong and to be open to continuous improvement. Like life mm-hmm. is just about, you know, living your best life and being your best self and being open to what that looks like. So not taking things that go wrong as like personal indictments um, and, and internalizing them, but allowing them to kind of guide you um, as, you know, feedback for a way to improve. Yeah. I think one of the, the biggest things out of this that, Um, I would want people to take away is like how important it is to really be a student of yourself. I know we're, we're living in a world where everybody's telling us like who we are, who we should be and all of those things. Um, But you really need to be able to pay attention to your emotions, your uh, strengths and um, where you actually want to go What makes you feel good and, and alive and joyful, all of those things. Um, and how you interact or what actions you take that actually gives you more of those things. And so to really be a student of yourself is just about like, you know, how can you enjoy life more? Um, So maybe that's another way to kind of look at it outside of thinking of it as like, okay, practicing or going hard and routine, et cetera. Um, But to really pay attention to, you know, what allows for better relationships and a better life in general. And always looking at your biggest why, because I remember um, Kobe, going back to Kobe, um, as he was talking about the reason why he gets up to work out at 4 o'clock in the morning is so that he can have time for three workouts a day and also drop his daughters off at school and pick them up from school. So his big why was like, I want to be there for my family. What allows me, like what work ethic and how do I fit in all the things I need to do in order to be able to show up the way I want to? And that's what he did. Yeah, so... Make the space for those things, want you to enjoy life, want you to um, 
throw in the things that you need to do that's going to get you there, the skills, the practice, et cetera. Um, yeah, and watch your game tape. Get some tape, watch it this week, um, and let us know how that may make sense to make a game plan for something you've been working on lately. Yeah, I'm interested um, to hear y'all's thoughts on this, especially, you know, people who either have been athletes or haven't and just a way this could help improve. Because I do think there is something to, you know, this structured approach to, you know, living your best life. Mm -hmm. um, hit us at Carly's Couch on all the platforms and then let us know. And then this week's question of the week, Alexia, mm -hmm. if your name was on a product or a line of products, what would they be? <laughs> well, not the one that already exists. Actually, I'm not mad at that. So I already have frozen foods. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't really like sweet potato fries, but that's the main thing I used to be seeing. So I don't like those. Um, if my name was on a product, I think that it would probably be, um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know, maybe, I'm not really seeing it. I think maybe it would be on like some kind of like men's fashion or something. Like men's clothing line or something like that. I like that. I've definitely bought some um, shoes in the SKU Alexia before. <laughs> They're green and furry. Um, I have to show them to you later. But I like that men's fashion. I could see that being fitting, being sharp out here. Uh, I would say maybe cookware. Um, I want to say lingerie, <laughs> yeah, but fits. my name's not very sexy like that. It doesn't mm -hmm. just roll off the tongue, so I kinda, I'll kind of i go with the cookware. <laughs> yeah, Carly's Crock-Pot. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, too. Um, <laughs> good question. Um, thank you all again for listening this week. We hope you have a, an incredible week. Mm -hmm. See you all next time. <laughs> Bye.